Thank you, Taylor. I think we would all agree that her song is a real blessing. And she gets better and better. And she uses her gifts and her talents for the Lord. Since she was a little girl, she's been singing for the Lord. And she'll be singing for him for all eternity, as we all will. Shall we just look to the Lord in a word of prayer this morning? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you that we're here in your presence today. We've come with hearts that are open to hear your voice. And we pray that we would hear your voice, not mine. And that you will hide me behind the cross and lead me by the Holy Spirit. That you will take your word and apply it right where it's needed. Like balm for our healing. And so we just thank you and praise you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. When we think of being blessed, we oftentimes think in terms of wealth, in terms of material goods, good health, and all the good things of life. But being blessed goes more, far deeper than that and beyond that. It goes to being people who are blessed by the Lord. And he has a special blessing for each and every believer, man or woman. And he wants us to take the blessing that he has given us and be a blessing to others. And so that's what he wants us to do every day. The title of our message today is Blessed is the Man. And we're not just talking to the men because it applies to women also and children and every person. Blessed is the man. The definition of blessed in this context is to be happy, to be fortunate, to be satisfied, and to be content in the Lord Jesus Christ. This phrase is found 13 times in the Bible. Blessed is the man. And we won't attempt to cover all 13 today, but we're going to cover three of them. And the three that we're going to cover is, blessed is the man who listens. Number two, blessed is the man who trusts. And number three, blessed is the man who endures. May God encourage us from his word today. The first part is very important. And there's a verse of scripture that says in Psalm 112 and verse 1, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. Do we fear the Lord? Do we greatly delight in his commandments? If we do, we will be blessed. We will be blessed. We may not be blessed materially or in terms of wealth or fame or these things in the world, which are not as important, but we will be blessed in our walk with the Lord. We will be close to him, and we will be serving him. So let's look at our first point today. The blessed man listens. You know, God created us with two ears so that we would hear. And there's a big difference between just hearing and listening. Hearing, you can hear the sounds, the words. But listening is you're carefully focusing on what the person is saying, and following it. And that's what the Lord wants us to do with his voice. We want to focus on his voice and what he has to say to us. And he speaks to us through the word of God. And to me, that's exciting. 
that God has given us his word to read it, to study it, to meditate on it, to memorize it, and to obey it in our lives and apply it to our hearts. Very, very important. And it says in the scripture in Psalm 81 and verse 13, Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. This is God's desire. He had that desire for Israel when they were in Egypt. He had that desire for them when they were in the wilderness. He had that desire for them when they were in their promised land. And all through their history and all their ups and downs and struggles and difficulties. And the Lord wants us to hear. He wants us to listen. Sometimes God's word can be challenging. Sometimes it can be convicting. Sometimes it's uncomfortable because we are human. We have the old nature. And he wants to speak to our hearts and he wants us to listen to him. Mary, the mother of Jesus, told the servants at Cana of Galilee in John chapter 2 and verse 5, whatever he says to you, do it. I love this verse of scripture because it boils down to that first word as being so important, whatever. Whatever, Lord, you want me to do, I want to do it. I want to hear your word, I want to do your word, and we want to do it for his glory. Samuel had the same response in 1 Samuel 3.10 when he said, speak, at the end of the verse, speak for your servant hears. And so we should have this attitude of letting God speak to our heart. And I was looking up some quotes on listening, and I came across one that It was very interesting, and it was from a very unlikely source. I'm going to quote the Pope today. Not the current Pope, but I'm going to quote the Pope. And I've never in my ministry, in all my years, in all the messages I've ever given, have you ever heard me quote the Pope? No. But it so happens that Pope Francis has a tremendous quote on listening to God. This is what he said. Obeying God is listening to God, having an open heart to follow the path that God points out to us. Isn't that true? What a great quote from Pope Francis of all people. Obeying God is listening to God and having an open heart to follow the path that God points out to us. And he will point out the path. He wants us to be on the right path. He doesn't want us to veer off to the right or to the left, but he wants us to go on that straight and narrow path of obedience to his word. He wants us to listen. Before refrigerators, people used to use ice houses to preserve their food. And these ice houses had thick walls, no windows, and were tightly fitted by the door. In winter, when streams were frozen, large blocks of ice were cut, hauled to the ice houses, and covered with sawdust. Often, the ice would last well into the summer. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Well, one day, a man who was working in the ice house lost his watch. 
And it was probably a, a keepsake. It may have been an expensive one. We don't know. But he lost his watch and he searched and searched and searched all through the sawdust, all through that ice house. Couldn't find it. And his co-workers felt for him. And they searched and they searched and they searched and they couldn't find it. Well, one day, not long after, a young boy heard about their fruitless search and slipped into the ice house during the noon hour and emerged with a watch. Wow, he found it. Amazed, the men asked him how he found it. He said this, I closed the door, lay down in the sawdust, and kept very still. Soon I heard the watch ticking. (laughs) I love that. Soon I heard the watch ticking. So many times we're so talkative and we're so busy that we don't take time to listen to what the Lord has to say to us. We're busy. We go through our devotions. We go through our prayers. But do we really listen? Do we listen so well that we could hear the ticking of a, like hearing the ticking of a watch? Alfred Brendel once said, the word listen and the word silent have the same letters. Isn't that amazing? They're put in different order, but listen and silent have the same letters. And God wants us to be silent before him so that we can listen to him. And that's so very important in our lives. So that's our first point today. And and very important is that we listen to the Lord. And this has been so true in my illness because I've been wanting to get back and come back to church so bad, but I had to listen to the Lord. He says, wait, Dean, not yet, not yet. And I prayed all the way through that I would be fully strong and fully well for today's church. And he answered that prayer. And I am so thankful. And he healed me just in time because I have this procedure to go to on Wednesday. And if I was sick, I couldn't have done it. But the Lord is good. He raised me up. Secondly, not only does he want us to listen to him, but he wants us to trust in him. If we can't trust the Lord, who can we trust? Psalm 84, 12 says this, O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Now, I know that punctuation is not found in the, in the scriptures and the original writings, but I like it when it's put in because it's put in when there's, a, there's an a emphatic, enthusiastic response. And this one is one of them. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. We as believers have found him to be trustworthy, haven't we? Jesus has never failed us yet, and he never will fail us. I love that hymn that says, Jesus never fails. Jesus never fails. Heaven and earth may pass away, but Jesus never fails. A man named Tim Hansell wrote a book in in 1987 called Holy Sweat. Interesting title. He was saying that one day he and his son, Zach, young boy, went out into the country climbing around on some cliffs. And he heard a voice above him say, Hey, Dad, catch me. I turned around to see Zach joyfully jumping off a rock straight at me. He had jumped and I became an instant circus act, catching him. We both fell to the ground 
and I became unable to speak for a moment. When I found my voice again, I gasped in exasperation, Zach, can you give me one reason why you did that? He responded with remarkable calmness, sure, because you're my dad. Yes, his whole assurance was based on the fact that his father was trustworthy and he could live his life to the hilt because he could be trusted. And that's so true in the Christian life, too. He will catch us. He will be with us. He will take us through these things as, as hard as they are sometimes, as painful as they are. He will bring us through. He loves us. He will not allow anything to happen beyond his perfect will in our lives. We can trust our Heavenly Father. He is reliable. He is faithful. And he is trustworthy. And we should always trust him. But trusting isn't easy. Very hard in life. The harder the situation, the harder it is to trust in the Lord. It's easy when things are not that bad. But when they're really bad, it's hard. Corey Tinboom and her sister Betsy were taken to concentration camp in World War II. And those concentration camps were the worst. Many people were killed, exterminated, the Jews, and, and they were there because they helped the Jews. And they suffered so much. And she wrote a book called The Hiding Place. And they wrote a song about it. And the song says this, You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance whenever I am afraid. I will trust in you. Let the weak say, I am strong in the strength of the Lord. Jeremiah said a beautiful thing, also a similar thing, in Jeremiah 17 and verse 7, where he says, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. One of the worst things that can happen to a human being, and I mean the worst, and, and the worst thing that can happen to a person is to lose hope. Because when you've lost hope, you've lost everything. And as believers, we should never lose hope because our hope is in the Lord who is with us, who loves us and cares for us. I read a kind of a humorous story, but it's a very serious one too, by a man named James Brown who was learning to fly. He says, when I was learning to fly, my instructor told me to put the plane into a steep an extended dive. I was totally unprepared for what was about to happen. After a brief time, the engine stalled, and the plane began to plunge out of control. Soon it became evident that the instructor was not going to help me. After a few seconds, which seemed like eternity, my mind began to function again. I quickly corrected the situation. Immediately, I turned to the instructor and said, why? Why did this happen? He calmly said to me, there is no position you can get this airplane into that I cannot get you out of. If you want to learn to fly, you have to get up there and do it again. At that moment, God seemed to be saying to me, remember this. As you serve me, there is no situation that I cannot get you out of. 
The lesson is clear for us in our lives. Bible teacher and preacher and scholar Chuck Swindoll once said, we must cease striving and trust God to provide what he thinks is best in whatever time he chooses to make it available. But this kind of trusting doesn't come naturally. It is a spiritual crisis of the will that we must choose to exercise faith. So we've seen so far, the blessed man listens. Secondly, the blessed man trusts. And now our third one is, the blessed man endures. Endurance is one of the most important things we can have in the Christian life. It helps us to keep going, to get stronger through endurance is very, very important. It's Christian training, and the Lord trains us through trials and difficulties of life. James 1 and verse, 7 and verse 12 says this, Blessed is the man who endures temptation, or that, also, that word means also trials, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. There is a promise to those who endure. To those who endure. And it's not easy. Not easy to endure, especially if you're in pain. Especially if you're going through some really hard things. But the Lord has promised a blessing to us. And we all need endurance to keep going to keep traveling this journey with the Lord. I read a story about an athlete, and you'll, you'll know more about it as the story goes on. Her name is Wilma. Wilma didn't get much of a head start in life. In fact, a bout with polio left her leg crooked and her foot twisted inward, so she had to wear leg braces. After seven years, seven years of therapy, she could walk with her braces. At age 12, Wilma tried out for a girls' basketball team, but she didn't make it. The next year, she made the team. While she was playing a basketball game, a college track coach saw her during the game, and he talked her into letting him train her as a runner. By age 14, she outran the fastest sprinters in the U.S., In 1956, Wilma made the U.S. Olympic team, but showed poorly. That bitter disappointment motivated her to work harder for the 1960 Olympics in Rome. And there, Wilma Randolph won three gold medals, the most at that time that any woman had ever won. Yes, to win the race, to win the prize, we have to keep going, we have to keep enduring, and the Lord will bless us. Hebrews 10.36 says, For you have need of endurance, so that after you have done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Notice he says here, after you have done the will of God, you'll receive the promise. Not before, but after you have done the will of God. But we need that endurance to keep going to the finish line, and the Lord will strengthen us. Ricky Rogers said, strength doesn't come from what we can do. It comes from overcoming the things we once thought we couldn't. 
And how many of us could say, and I think if I ask you to raise your hand, every hand would go up. There's been a time in your life, maybe a long time ago, maybe just recently, maybe even today, that there's a situation that you say, I can't do it. It's not happening. Or as Sonny likes to say, it ain't happening. But God is in the business of answering prayers and doing miracles. Chris Bradford said, anyone can give up. It's the easiest thing in the world to do. But to hold it together when everyone expects you to fall, now that is true strength. So may the Lord encourage us today to remember these three simple points. The blessed man listens to the Lord. Listens to the word of God. Obeys the word of God. It will lead us in the right path. The blessed man also trusts in the Lord. When you can see it or when you can't see it, we have to trust the Lord in the dark, just like we trust him in the light. And we need to, to, be, to be blessed men we ha- and women. We have to endure. We have to keep going. We have to keep strong in the Lord. Shall we just look to the Lord in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this simple message, and we pray that you'll impress it on our hearts to be those who listen, to be those who trust, and to be those who endure. We know that there are other points in the scripture. There's there's quite a few others, but these are the three that you have given us today. And we pray that we will apply them to our lives and go home rejoicing. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' precious name. Amen.